Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate us on iTunes as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. If anyone has any questions for me, then I'd love to hear from them. So please reach out via Facebook or an email as I'd love to answer any questions you might have. Uh, you can find my Facebook on the show notes or alternatively email me at occultlondonpodcast at gmail.com. Hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we are continuing our research on the four powers of the Sphinx. And the first one we are going to discuss is to know, which is the, the first power of the Sphinx. So what does this mean? So one of the things that Donald Michael Craig talks about in his excellent book, Modern Magic, which is one of the earliest books I actually used when I was starting out, and it's a really great book for you know beginners. But he says the following, magic isn't something you do, magic is something you are. What you know is also a major component of what you are. The more you know about magic and and subjects associated with magic, the better a magician you become. And this is also backed up by uh, W.E. Butler in his book Lords of Light when he says the following. If we know ourselves, we know our weaknesses and strengths. We begin to see who we really are and what we are and exactly what our potential is. So what are they saying? Well, basically, I mean, from my point of view, you know, it's this idea of you can obviously read an awful lot of different books about philosophy or magic or, you know, spirituality, whatever, history. And but if you if you just read stuff and you never actually do anything with it, if you never teach it to anybody, if you never write anything about it um, or if you never apply it then you are falling into that trap of becoming uh, what is known as an armchair occultist. If we remember what was carved above the doorway of the Temple of Apollo in Delphi was Nothi Suton, which means know thyself. This is one of the first maxims and was meant to have been inscribed in the Praneos, which is like the forecourt of the temple. And it was followed by two other maxims. So there was obviously know thyself. The next ones were nothing to excess and surety brings ruin. And that was described by Pausanias in 1024. And this is a really important part of becoming magicians. It's developing this self-awareness, becoming aware of, aware of your flaws, weaknesses, and also being able to deal with them. Remember, the work we are doing when we're on this spiritual path is as an alchemist. Um, so we are essentially changing lead into gold, but also transforming ourselves from that base matter into, you know, better. Um, I wouldn't say better, to be honest. It's more like... It's more like a realization or the unfolding of a flower, so you begin to see the, you know, the true power or the true beauty that that lies within. I don't believe there is a really a distinction necessarily between um, 
spirit of matter or anything like that, or good and evil from that point of view, it is very much all things are sacred from that point of view. So although, yes, there would be transmutation, alchemical change, that isn't just a changing from one state to another rather than being a case of that that state is bad and this state is good um so it's this yeah it's this idea of developing self-awareness developing self-knowledge um knowing our flaws and weaknesses and then also being able to to deal with them address them as well um Israel Gardi and others like Dion Fortune as well talk about going through psychoanalysis before one learns magic um which does make sense in some cases because you find that when you do sort of spiritual practice even you know even if it's just meditation or something like that it does cause changes in your consciousness and you become you start to become aware of different things um it will potentially bring up different um different feelings in your system different emotions and uh, and obviously you need to kind of have that strength to deal with it so that's why generally speaking within the mystery schools they tended to be very much focused on gradual gradual progress rather than bang here you go and let's turn the power on fully because obviously the vessel needs to be built on strong foundations so that it can obviously take on that higher and higher power higher and higher responsibility similar to if you join a company you wouldn't be given the job of ceo straight away you know you would start at the bottom and normally work your way up so you build up that foundation of knowledge until you get to a certain point where you can be in a position to take on more responsibility and power um so obviously, yeah, psychoanalysis, that's something that Dylan Fortune was quite heavily into. Um, I mean, from a kind of spiritual or, or magical point of view, it's, it's very important that we kind of look at our, you know, our personal pain, I guess, and our neuroses and, you know, issues in a non-esoteric manner before they, you know, before you start going into it in a spiritual sense. So, you know, you want to try and really look at it you know if you've got sort of a, a fear of spiders for instance or something like that you you want to try and look at that from the point of view of where that's come from rather than uh in a past life this happened if you know what i mean so there's a good quote by nagpa um, chogram and rj stewart from his book psychology and the spiritual traditions and he says the following it's very important that people look at their own personal pain in a non-esoteric manner before they shroud their own neuroses in the cloak of the arcane mysteries. The intrinsic mystery of being is mysterious enough without filtering our involvement with its methods of realisation through the web of belligerent potty training. And that's from uh, Nagpur Chogman and rj stewart psychology and the spiritual traditions so what they're saying is really it's necessary to face our own inner demons and pain and damage before we embark on magical training and that's not necessarily meaning you should um face all these these demons because often you, you know you you'll find that um certainly with like mental health and things like that it is an ongoing um thing that needs to be 
worked on and there isn't a magic pill that will you know cure you straight away and you won't have any other issues um you know we are constantly evolving beings and there's often lots of different changes going on from that point of view um and yes that's very much kind of this factor here and this is something that um, i've got a quote which i wanted to talk to you through as well Magician identities are formed from their relationship with the other world and part of the practice of magic as a spiritual path requires learning how to channel the forces of the cosmos. But before this can happen, much magical work involves healing the magician from the effects of the living in the ordinary world and the parallels with shamanism are explicit. It is only when the magician can balance the forces that the work of bringing power through from the other world begins. And William Gray also wrote in his book um, Between, Between Good and Evil the following The vital factor with our concepts is harmonious balance between their extremities, the ideal middle road. We need the cosmos chaos concept in order to deal consciously with our existence, our God concepts, for showing us what to do rightly, our devil concepts to teach us what wrongs to avoid and our life anti-life concepts for coping with living and dying. How we interpret these is purely a matter for individual understanding. But unless we can come to some sort of terms with them, we shall never be able to obey that all-important junction of Delphi. Know thyself and its updated variation. Become as thou wilt within thee. Become as thou wilt within thee. If we are truly to undergo all the necessary experience for evolving and perfecting our human species, then obviously these will have to consist of both good and evil ones, as understood on our levels of life. And that's from Gray's um, Between Good and Evil. This concept of um, you know multiple things within us, so kind of good and bad, is also very um clearly intimated in the Golden Dawn Flying Roll 21, which was by Mina Mathers, when she talks about the cliff-up and the shells and integrating them into us. And she said the following, To bring order into the sick Sephiroth of his Ruach, then will the cliff-off, who may be called the wild beasts of the nation, be forced to retire, they only having been permitted to remain through disorder. Their synthesis will become as a strong yet trained animal. Whereupon the man rideth, this bringing added material strength unto the man. And that's from the Golden Dawn Flying Roll 21 by Mina Mathers. Although um, Israel Regardi recommends psychoanalysis in his lots of his writings actually so you know the tree of life and also the middle pillar um, <clears throat> and there's obviously lots of different schools as well so you obviously got you know the freudian the adlerians watsonians um as well as obviously jung the jungian school is really the the one that i'd say is closest to the perspective of the mysteries um with regards to the, the this kind of work of knowing oneself and identifying those flaws, and 
power of, uh, of actually digging deep, diving deep into oneself, understanding oneself's strengths and weaknesses, and then obviously developing as well from the Corpus Hematicum. Nothing impossible to thyself. Deem thyself immortal and able to do all things. Become higher than all height and lower than all depth. To be everything at the same time in earth and sea and heaven. Think that thou art as yet begotten, that thou art in the womb, that thou art young, that thou art old, that thou hast died and art beyond death. Perceive all these things together, and thou shalt know God. But if thou shuttest up thy soul in thy body, and abasest thyself, and sayest, I know nothing, I can do nothing, I am afraid of earth and sea, I cannot mount to heaven, I know not what I was or what I shall be. Then what hast thou to do with God? And that's a beautiful quote from the Corpus Hermeticum, which I thought was quite powerful. You know, it's talking about this. We need to trust ourselves and we need to know ourselves, and know that we have this power within us that, we, that can also transform us and really help us to overcome things usually the most powerful thing is actually being able to go into yourself and bring that light out and often if one reads joseph campbell the hero of a thousand faces etc you get this mythological idea of going into the forest to get the treasure the grail could be the the light that's in the underworld and then bringing that out and that's that's really i think what the know thy to know means is to actually go on that journey and really let's go and face the demons inside ourselves and bring that light out that will transform the world thanks for joining us this week on the occult london podcast i hope you enjoyed it if anyone has any questions for me then please reach out via facebook or email as i would love to answer them my email is occultlondonpodcast at gmail.com also, I really wanted to develop this further, so I'd appreciate if you rate the show or leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to so that more people can see it and hopefully get some value from it. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. Catch you all soon. Thanks. Tonight